0: Um, you know, the unborn and abortion and, and things like that. It also applies to really any injustice against human life, including race, uh, violence, abuse, oppression, human trafficking, uh, which is insanely crazy that it happens right here in our own, own backyard. Uh, but, but all those things, right? I mean, I said earlier, Scripture tells us, Genesis 126, that God created us in His image and his likeness, uh, this is the Imago Dei, we all have value uh, regardless of our sex, race, age, our socioeconomic status, our physical ability, whether in or out of the womb. All life has value is what scripture tells us and God places a high value on all human life. And today what I want to show you from Mark chapter 1 is how Jesus valued all human life. The latter part of Mark 1, we're not going to read through all of it, but, but the latter part of Mark 1 really is, is about Jesus healing people. It's a, it's a lot of miracle stories. Uh, we see Jesus casting out uh, people with evil spirits in them. Uh, we see Jesus going to the house of one of his disciples, Peter's house, and, and actually healing his mother-in-law of a fever that she had. And then in verse 32, you see that, that people, um, after, after the Sabbath day had ended and, and people were allowed to kind of come out, uh, people were bringing their sick to Jesus. And he spent a majority of that evening healing people. But I especially want to focus on Jesus healing the leper. This is a in my opinion, this is a very impactful story, what we see Jesus doing here. And I I want us to just kind of read through this and briefly talk about it and ask what can we learn from it and how then can we apply it to our understanding of the value of human life? So are you guys ready? It's been a good morning already, hasn't it? I mean we could just close out right now and we've been encouraged, we've been blessed. We've exalted Jesus, but we're going to continue to do that. And let's read together Mark chapter 1, uh, starting in, uh, let me see, is it verse 40 or 41 there? I'm sorry, I've got it written down in my notes here, but I want to be specific for you. Forty, Verse 40 says, And a leper came to him, imploring him, and kneeling, said to him, If you will, talking to Jesus, if you will, you can make me clean. Moved with pity... Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him, and he was made clean. Just real quick, man. Leprosy was, in in this day and age, was a horrendously debilitating, uh, painful skin condition. And if it was left untreated, it would cause progressive and permanent damage to the skin, nerves, limbs, and eyes. That's really what made this, this disease so uh, serious is because it, it would do damage to your nerves and you would not have feeling, right? So uh, you could be cooking something on your stove and over a hot pot and you could literally burn your hand and not know it was on fire because of the, the nerve damage that was there. And So people oftentimes with leprosy would be disfigured. Uh, because they they, didn't, they couldn't feel pain, right? If you're on a construction site and you're hammering away and you hammer your thumb, you're like, you don't know, you don't feel it, right? There's no ouch there. Um, and so people would begin losing, uh, you know, fingers, toes, limbs, and things like that. And and so you think about this man. You know, this, this story is recorded in three of the four Gospels. And Luke, when he records this, he actually says that the man was Full of leprosy, now Luke is a doctor writing that full of leprosy. I mean, this dude was consumed with it, right so this this guy what, what does this mean for this man? right? Well, according to the Levitical law, right? So Levitical law was back in the Old Testament, the book of Leviticus uh, chapter thirteen verses forty five and forty six it says this it says, the leprous person who has the disease shall wear torn clothes." Let the hair of his head hang loose, and he shall cover his upper lip, and he shall cry out, Unclean! Unclean! He shall remain unclean as long as he has the disease. Now, among the 61 defilements of ancient Jewish laws, leprosy was second only to touching a dead person in order of seriousness. Right? So leprosy was a serious thing. Numbers, the book of Numbers, Genesis Exodus, Leviticus Numbers, uh, Numbers two says that those with leprosy were so despised and loathed that they were not allowed to live in community with their own people. So again, let's go back to our man here in verse 40 with leprosy and let's think about uh, the implications of, of what's going on here. Okay, According to the Levitical law, this man would have had to have leave the comfort of his own home. His wife, maybe kids, if he has kids, and he has to go and he has to live outside of the city in humiliation and isolation. No longer could this guy just plop his wife and kids on the back of his donkey and go to Chipotle, right? I mean, seriously, no longer could he just have friends over to watch the football game. No longer could he come and worship with his family, in, in the temple, no, no longer could he do those things. He lived in exile. Right? And no, no, no more touch from his wife, no more kids running up and jumping in his arms and playing catch with Ed. Lepers had to dress like people who were in mourning for the dead because they were considered to be living dead. Some writers say that certain religious people would actually carry rocks in their pockets, and if they saw a leper, remember they're supposed to be yelling, unclean, unclean, but if they saw a leper coming, they would take those rocks and they would throw them at these lepers. Can you imagine this man's life? Again, no, no physical not just physical pain, but, but the emotional and spiritual as well. He was an outcast. He he was re- rejected. It, uh, Robin was was reading this uh, yesterday, and she said it's kind of reminiscent of when AIDS kind of came out in the eighties, uh, and that uh, it, that people just it was almost like you know oh don't don't touch somebody with AIDS you know you might contract AIDS if you just touch somebody, and the, the people you know it was just it was like uh, rejected, outcast, isolated. He probably longed. This guy, this 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 man with leprosy, probably longed. For some sort of, of physical touch that he hadn't had, and who knows how long. Again, Luke says he was full of leprosy. He longed for some sort of relational interaction. He is living his life without hope until, until Jesus shows up. Right? And Mark tells us that the man came imploring Jesus. Right, he's on his knees. Luke records that the man fell on his face and he begged Jesus. I wonder how painful that must have been for this man. You know, but, but the man knew. Here's the thing. The man knew how dire his situation was. He knew how bad off his leprosy was. He knew his situation. And he comes to Jesus in utter humility and total desperation. And I think what's fascinating here, and with the way Mark records it, is that he's willing to worship Jesus even if Jesus doesn't do anything. He says, he falls to his face, he says, Jesus, if you are willing. Right? He says, like, you are willing, Jesus. I know you can do it if you're willing, but if not, I'm still going to humble myself and worship you because you are worthy and what does Jesus do Jesus does the unthinkable right Jesus does what nobody else would have ever ever thought about doing it says that he had pity on him the the, the word there is compassion it's it's, it's splatna it's it's just a word the greek word where he has this down deep in his gut Jesus is moved with compassion. And while everyone else is running from this man, right, can you imagine this scene? This, this, lep- this man with leprosy is walking through, and he's supposed to be yelling, unclean, unclean. And he walks up, and he sees Jesus. Maybe he would heard about Jesus and all that he was doing and the miracles. And he's thinking, maybe, just maybe, if Jesus, if I get in front of Jesus, maybe, maybe I can be healed. And so he gets to Jesus and everybody else is running from him and throwing rocks at him. Who knows what's going on there. And Jesus reaches out. This is, this is the kicker right here. Jesus reaches out and touches the man. Do you understand the implications here? The, the, the Greek word there is hapto. And, and it means to adhere to, to fasten to, to, to cling like, like Jesus didn't look at the man and be like okay you know you know it wasn't it wasn't like that Je- Jesus now listen Je- Jesus Jesus could have easily said looked at the man and said sure Jesus could have backed up you know sure be clean he could have done that but Jesus touches the man he touches the man this would have been a violation of Levitical law But what they didn't understand, what the people around Jesus didn't understand is that Jesus is Lord over the law. Amen? Right. The best illustration I can give you of this is if you drive up to a stoplight and it's red, the law says we can't go, right? That's what the law says. But if there is a police officer standing in the intersection and the light is red and he waves you through, the police officer standing there supersedes the law, correct? Jesus, in their presence supersedes the law he is like steven seagal he's above the law <laughs> i don't yeah, I, that just came to me i'm sorry <laughs> right but that, that's that's what's going on here listen listen in a society that was repulsed by lepers in a society where lepers were isolated and outcast and rejected, Jesus knows the value of all human life, and he reaches out and he touches the man and the leper. I want you to notice what it says there. The leper is cleansed. It doesn't say the leper is healed. He's cleansed. That's important, right? He's made whole. And so what does this mean for us? Well, leprosy in the Bible was a physical counterpart to the spiritual problem of sin. Sin. Listen to what Isaiah the prophet writes in chapter 1 of Isaiah, verses 4 through 6. He says, "Ah, sinful nation, people uh, loaded with guilt, a brood of evildoers, children given to corruption, and then he jumps down. He says, your whole head is injured. Your whole heart is afflicted. From the sole of your foot to the top of your head, there is no soundness. Only wounds and welts and open sores, not cleansed or bandaged or soothed with oil. What Isaiah is saying here is that people are sinful and unclean like lepers. Like leprosy, sin is a condition that is, that is deep. Right, It's a condition that makes us insensitive. It, it makes our hearts hard. It isolates us. Right? Our sin separates us from our creator God. And just like lepers had to dress like people who were mourning for the dead because they were living dead, the Bible says, and Charlie read it for us this morning in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1, that in our sin we are dead. That's what we were. This is our condition. Just as leper leper came to Jesus in in humility and understanding of how dire his situation was, this is what we need to do. We need to humbly come before Jesus and recognize how dire our situation is. It's how serious our sin is against a holy God. And this is so important because, man, sin can deceive us. The the, the leper, the, 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 the man, he wasn't deceived. He knew. He knew how bad he was. Right? He didn't walk around and say, oh, it's not that bad. Yeah, I'm missing a hand or a foot, but it's not that bad. But that's that's what sin does. Sin deceives us. We either think, well, I'm not that bad of a person, right? We live in a culture that prides itself in self-sufficiency, right? I'm not that bad. Or the complete opposite is they, they think they're too bad, right? Like, There's no way Jesus could ever forgive me for my sin. But I want you to hear the gospel good news here, man. Right, the, 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 the touch from Jesus communicated to the leper. He says, "I am with you. I understand. I love you." Is what Jesus communicated to that leper. Again, I, I, we can't. I don't know if we can wrap our brains around the implications of what that meant to that that leper. That Jesus, he he touched the man. He 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 clinged to the man. And he said, "I understand." The man saw Jesus's compassion. Right? It's really, if you think about this story of the leper and Jesus touching this man, it's, a, it's a kind of a parable of the incarnation of Jesus. Right? Because Jesus took on flesh. He took on our flesh. And he became an outcast. He, became, he died alone. He, he, he died in isolation in a sense. Everybody had abandoned Jesus Jesus was was beaten. He was spit upon, right? 2 Corinthians 5.21 says he became sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. That's the good news of the gospel, that Jesus takes our sin and he purifies us. He cleanses us. Just as the leper was cleansed, Jesus cleanses us. He makes us whole. We sing about it, right? Death was arrested and my life began. Jesus sees the value of human life, and he was willing to come, and he was willing to lay down his life and die for us. And if you've experienced the gospel, if you've experienced that grace, then God is calling us to extend that same gospel and that same grace to others. Amen? This means we show the same love and compassion that Jesus showed all all human life. We have been rescued and redeemed for more than just taking a moral stance, right? For more than just holding up signs and protesting, right? We, we've been rescued and redeemed so that we can be the actual hands and feet of Jesus, right? Our whole community is isolated, and we, we've, we, we, we are divided, and, and we've done this to ourselves, right? Through social media and the, and the way that we, we interact and the way that we do things, And and Jesus is saying, listen, I, I want you, church, to be my hands and feet. I want you to go in to the places of our community and to show compassion and to show the gospel. To be incarnational, that's what we are to be. To reach out regardless of who they are. Regardless of race or sex or anything. If you come across someone who's been violated or discriminated against, it's not by chance that you come across that person. It's an opportunity for you to to engage, right? to show compassion, to show that, that I am here, that I understand. Listen, we will never impact others as Christ did unless there is contact and identification, unless we are involved. Right, We can stand from the sidelines and we can shout all we want and protest all we want. But listen, we will never impact others as Christ did unless we are in the middle of it. Come on. Are you hearing me? That's why I love, again, these folks up here on stage. Their involvement in PHCC. They're not just, you know, from the, from the yeah, that's right. They're involved. They're in the middle of it. And it's the things get messy sometimes, don't they? I love par three ministry. I love what Donnie and Brianne and that small group is doing. They're out in the community on Jeff Davis Highway, and they're in the middle of it. They're out looking at these people thinking, well, I'm better than you. Well, why can't you just help yourself? No, they're, they're, they're having compassion, right? They're moved, and they're in the middle of the mess. I love that's what 3E ministry is all about, that we are trying to to get you know, started here, and, and, and the people that, that are oftentimes isolated and, and outcast and pushed to the margins of society, that's where we need to, to be going, right? Listen, this is, sometimes a, a touch or, or a caring involvement will do a thousand times more than our, than our theology, this is what the church needs. We can be great in theory. We can be careful in our doctrine. But what we need, through the power of the Holy Spirit, and I appreciate you saying that, Carla, we can't do it. We need the Holy Spirit in us. We need the gospel in our hearts. But what we need is to lay down our pride and our ego. And just to put it bluntly, we need to lay our hands on some rotting flesh in our community. As Jesus did, as Jesus put his hands on this man, we need to do the same with folks in our neighborhoods and our communities that's that 's what we need to do that 's the gospel good news amen let 's pray together Father, thank you so much. thank you for uh, loving us thank you for uh, the gospel good news thank you jesus for um, coming in the middle of our mess. God, may we as a church be changed by the gospel. Father, may we, uh, when we are just hesitant, God, may we lean into you and and, and through the power of the Holy Spirit, God, may we be involved. God, would you convict us and show us in our own life where we need to let go of some things in our own life, God, our pride, our ego, our selfishness, whatever it may be. And may we just step out and and be the hands and feet. God, we thank you for loving us. Um, I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.